Most people think that they are choosing between the good and the bad. In reality, they are choosing between being mediocre and becoming truly great. Welcome to the Next Action Podcast with your host, Brian Wallace. In 15 minutes, we'll help our guests catapult from their current situation to a path of greatness. Welcome back to the show. Once again, everybody, Brian Wallace here from the Next Action Podcast. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. I am blessed to have our buddy John Klimshin on the show for today. For those of you who don't know John, John is an author, speaker, and coach. Everything he does is driven by language. And wow, I'm so obsessed with language and all the nuance to it. I know a lot of people like to think about how many languages they speak. And I say just double and triple and 10x down on English because there's a lot of stuff involved in language, as we will get into with John. His latest book is entitled Deeper Dialogue, Conversations That Inspire. How are you doing today, John? So great to have you here. Well, Brian, thank you for the invitation and thank you for reading my introduction uh, verbatim as to the way I wrote it. That's right. I even just kind of freestyled a little bit as to why language is important. So yeah, with, with that and that we have another 13 or 14 minutes to deep dive, let's just jump right into the power of language. Tell us your thoughts on that. Well, uh, to me, and I've said this to you, and I think this is part of the reason uh, that led to part of what led to us being able to speak today. You and I traded messages and, and phone conversations prior to today, and, and I shared with you the, the statement that language is the great grand symphony of life. And to me, uh, one of the great epiphanies that I have had in my professional career came out of my personal passion around music. I've been studying, playing, and attempting to perform music since I was nine years old. And when I was in my early 40s, which we won't point to how long ago that was, I had the epiphany that language at its core is music. And when that hit me, I, I couldn't sleep for the better part of two or three weeks because I started this new path of inquiry to say, where are the connection points? Where, what is the intersection between language and music? Because when you find exciting intersections, what, what occurs in the mind, in the soul, in the heart, and in life is a spark. And that spark hopefully illuminates something that we had not considered before. Some of the greatest, most powerful, most effective organizations on the planet have come out of the result of an intersection of concepts or ideas. And I think that a, a path of inquiry, a way to think about and a pursuit of passion that says, where do music and language intersect? What do they have in common? And how can I, in, a, in whether I'm a musician or not, how can I learn about music through the, through the lens of and with the ear of someone that wants to apply the, the subtleties, the power, and the wonder of, of music to my everyday language. Man, so many great things right there. I think uh, <laughs> I usually look for a good point for a good audiogram for a show, and I think you just nailed it right on the head. And <laughs> it sounds very much like some things that I say, but in slightly different terminology because we're all a little different, but mm -hmm. I think everything is connected to everything. I think there's a harmony and song in the universe that most people they just look at the world as linear. They just look at a conversation as waiting, holding my breath for the other person to stop talking so I can talk over them, <laughs> right? And if they were just aware to all of these different things that are not from A to B, but all these other pathways, I think they'd be a lot happier. I think they'd be a lot more successful. And I think that they would really truly double down like we are both saying about the power of language. Language is the great grand symphony of life. Yes. Tell us a little bit more about what that means to you. Well, it, when when we really, I believe, when we plug into what we are capable of, we, I think that to, to take three seconds out of any day and say, is what is coming out of my mouth, is it about me or the other person? Is it connected to a higher purpose? Is it the most 
pleasant and effective language I can construct before I deliver it. If we just take three seconds out of every third day of life and say, how can I craft language today that will serve, that will please, that will uh, contribute to what's going on around me? I think, as you said, we will we will be happier because you know we're one of the few societies on the planet that has to talk about whether or not we're happy. We're, there, there was a great television special years ago by uh, a man that I have such deep admiration for that I get choked up just saying his name, Michael J. Fox. This dude is a fighter. This guy can take what is handed to him and and do something great with it. We were watching a show recently where he was a guest star and it was deep into his disease. And I turned to my wife after one of the very powerful scenes he did. And I said, that was a really good day for him because you know that he has good days and he has bad days. And I bring him up because years ago, he did a television special, I believe it was for ABC, called uh, uh, um, How to Be Happy. And it's on YouTube and it's in uh, it has all these different uh, ways to go access it. And he went around the world and he talked to different societies. And what amazed me was the simple, clear language that people would use to talk about how they reach for, embody, and, and inhibit happiness. And it all starts in the mind. So the question is, are we using our, our brain or are we using our mind? And I want to use my mind as often as possible, because while the brain is a, an incredible machine, it is limited because it is a physical entity. It, it, it's crowned by and protected within the cranium. The mind, man, the mind is limitless. I mean, we went to see the, this movie recently based on uh, the concept, what if, what if Beatles music never happened? And it's called Yesterday. And to sit in this theater and listen to this beautiful music performed by someone else other than the original artist, and to have a tear come to my eye because of the moments in my life when that music meant something to me and when it spoke to me, that to me is okay. It, it sounds like a simple question. What makes you happy? But it is simple does not have the same definition as easy. And I think that it is not easy for us in today's world to define what makes us happy. It's simple to me, serving others, making a contribution and listening to as much music as I possibly can. Once again, amazing stuff, man. I'm just taking some notes while I'm thinking about what you're saying. Oh, stop. You're only saying that because it's true. Well, what you're saying is true. And a lot of people hide behind nonsense and BS. So it's nice to hear somebody not do that. Um, especially all the um, the author, speaker, coach, patrol <laughs> people that think there's no bar to entry in that. And they don't talk like you. Let's back up a second to what you were saying about Michael J. Fox. I think part of his yeah. superpower in the world today is humility. So most people, mm -hmm. if they had that aggressive into what he has as a disease, would just bow out of the spotlight, not do anything again, just kind of have a home life. But he has some fire in him that, like you said, he's he is fire. To have a sense mm. of humility, to know that he's not perfect, picture perfect, and he's going to have you know all these tells that make it obvious that he's not at one hundred percent, but he still does it anyway. And I think that all of mm. us have that in us, whether it might not be something on the surface, we could be suffering silently, uh, deep down, mentally, spiritually, physically, whatever, and um, still have those defects and disabilities. So I think the point is that, as Voltaire and lots of others before him said, perfect is the enemy of the good. So regardless of what we have going on, we still through humility can serve others. And uh, just to touch on happiness, I don't think any of us has the right <laughs> to just have happiness and that's all our goal. So I almost look at uh, the two ways that you said it as counterbalance. Serving others is a way to happiness. And I think the untruth of people's ha quote unquote happiness, just living for today and serving themselves is not happiness. And it's a path towards completely different things, but we can open up mm. to like a three and a half hour show. So maybe we'll just <laughs> keep it at that. Um, 
let's talk a little bit about people's awareness and how they craft and deliver language, how language mm. actually operates in people's mind. And when you focus on what somebody says, how your brain is lighting up everywhere. Like you said, your brain is amazing. Looking at all the physical, psychological, emotional, spiritual elements. Let's do a couple thoughts on there. And then I want to kind of throw you for a loop, which I will, <laughs> as I said, uh, be a surprise. I, I can't wait. So, uh, all right. So what is it specifically you want me to address? I'm sorry. Just um, your thoughts on how language operates in the mind. If there's anything just on uh, the music part, because some people, when they heard music, they might tune you out a little bit. So I'm curious if there's a little more you want to elaborate on that, not just on the music part. All right. So there was no pun intended when you said when people hear the word music, they may tune you out. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty purposeful. <laughs> well, here's the thing. The hearing is the single unfiltered sense. When you touch something, you evaluate it, you relate it to something else that you have touched or felt. When you taste something, you go through the, the five tastes, right? The, you know, salt, uh, salt, sweet, sour, bitter. And then the fifth one, which is the great one, which is the, the nirvana, which is umami. It's when all of those sweet, sour, salty, bitter, they come together and they create something new. When we eat something, we are constantly evaluating it, especially people like me and our, most of our circle of friends who we consider ourselves to be foodies. And what I mean by foodie is we will spend weeks planning a meal. When we sit down for that meal, while consuming that meal, we will talk about previous meals we have had together and future ones that we're going to plan. The taste, sight, touch, these are all filtered and they, we make evaluations. When you hear the sound of the voice of someone who you care deeply about, there is no filter. That sound goes right to your heart. So you do not need to be a musician. You don't even need to like music to understand that the first musical instrument on earth was and is the human voice because the human voice has tone it delivers things in tempo. It exercises dynamics. And the, the, to me, one of the words that just guides my life from when I started playing drums to when I learned tuned percussion, when I picked up a baritone horn, when I played the flute, when I have sang or sung, not sure which is the correct uh, past tense verb, to now when I pull a guitar off of the wall that hangs above my desk and I sit and pluck and strum. The driving word in my life is resonance. Years ago, I took a creative writing course because I was aspiring to be a writer. I hadn't realized at that time in my early 30s that I had been a writer for a long time. What I did was I plugged into my mind, until someone publishes your work for you, you're not a writer. That was, that was my own uh, prejudice against myself, whatever. The first night of the creative writing class, Professor Charles Hood stood up in front of us and said, great writing has resonance. And that has stuck with me for the better part of 27 years, because when you read something that is beautifully written, you don't see the writer and you don't break down the language. You go there, you feel it. So when people think about the power of language and how it relates to the great grand symphony of life, every word that comes out of our mouth has a, has a tonality, a tone, a tempo, and it has resonance. And when people say, well, it doesn't really matter what you say, that means that they don't care how what they say resonates with others. And that, I think, is a little disconnected. You said earlier how important that you said something along the lines, I don't want to misquote you, you said something that, that we are all connected or everything is connected. To me, the CO prefix is very useful and very powerful because it begins connect, communicate, contribute, and connotation. 
Yep. Right on, man. Amazing thoughts. What I said before is everything is connected to everything. I know we're zooming in uh, close to the 15 minute mark. So I just wanted to say a couple quick things. If we could dive into LinkedIn, I often say to people, if I had a dollar for every person that writes author, speaker, coach on their profile, I would be a millionaire. So I think when people write that, people just look at that and it's like, this is just a dime a dozen. You have such amazing stuff to share that other people don't talk like this and they don't listen like this and they don't think like this. So you need to stand out and jump out in a way that people understand that quickly. Your name is your company. So I think if you, just by simply tweaking that background photo, not the profile picture, but the stuff above that, it doesn't need to be like a little business cardy thing to just have something that captures you in the moment with someone explaining that, whether you're on stage, whether you're doing a workshop or a panel, I think would be transformatively different and rather just the mentor at thing to really expand some of that in your byline under your name would be amazing. And in the about section, you could write five paragraphs of stuff explaining what we're talking about. And I think just those tweaks and then hitting the gas with all sorts of informative and transformative content would be a real game changer to advance the story to the world so they could understand that harmony. Well, um, I love that you ended with harmony because we, we uh, number one, I'm going to, I know exactly what photo I'm going to use. I recently spoke for the California Staffing Professionals Association and, and the topic was deeper dialogue. And it was presented not as a keynote where I would stand and talk at an audience. It was presented as a fireside chat. Uh, a very accomplished leader in the staffing world, in the recruiting world, interviewed me for 90 minutes. And it was deeply satisfying to me because the, the, the audience was riveted, not because it was me, but because of what it was we were speaking about. And the reason that podcasts are so wildly popular is that people love listening to sparkling conversation. And I, I hope that we achieve that today. And I, I want to go back to the word harmony. I know we're running out of time. I encourage people to disengage from the pursuit of work-life balance because that is a lie. It is a bill of goods we've been sold. There's no way because balance is defined as equally weighted on both sides. That is not what work and life are about. Work and life are about creating harmony throughout every minute of our day between who we are, what we do, and where we're headed. Between who we are, what we do, and where we're headed. And when we can work to create that harmony, three different voices, one being more dominant right now than the other, but creating a new sound, a new chord, a new experience, man, every one of us has the opportunity to be Mozart. Couldn't have said it better myself, man. I love that. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today, though. So, John, been an extreme pleasure. Where can everybody find you out there online? I would encourage them to visit my website. It's klimshin.com. I'll spell it quickly because I know we're out of time. K-L-Y-M-S-H-Y-N.com. There's a button right on the top right corner that says Learn More. I would encourage everyone listening to this to go to the Learn More page, fill out the name and, name and email, and in their message to me, put sample chapter. And because they're connected to you, Brian, I will send a free link to an audio chapter from awesome. my new book. Thanks for that. And I encourage everybody to take advantage of this. Been a pleasure, John. 